Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Bayheim! Wow, is that silence in a little bit. DeVito backs up, throws deep, has Harris right side, and the catch at the five, and he tumbles into the end zone. That's a touchdown from 46, and the Orange are rolling. The Bills make me want to Allen looks to his left, fires left side. It goes to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing into this. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On the Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7 ESPN Radio you Rome heard on 96.5 FM we are also heard wherever you are and whatever you are doing just put us on the ESPN app you got the uh, ESPN app on your smartphone there smart guy then uh, you might as well listen to us while you're doing it gorgeous day in central New York Hope you had a, a terrific weekend. I appreciate everybody uh, reaching out uh, one way or the other about uh, our little kitty cat contour. I'm happy to report he's doing much better. And uh, knock on wood, seems to be on the road to recovery. He's just kind of going through some stuff right now, taking it easy, nice and slow, making sure everything's good. And uh, he should be all good. As uh, Very relieved to hear that. So keep saying some prayers and... You know, good thoughts his way, so he kind of pulls through in these last steps, but I appreciate that. You know, people really respond when they know you got a pet who's in a little bit of trouble. So uh, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Hope you had a great weekend apple picking because that's what you all did this weekend. I've seen the photos on Instagram. Congratulations. You didn't leave any apples for the rest of us. So I'll be talking to you about some Honeycrisp rather soon. So you can listen to the show in all those ways, but there's a great way to partake in the show in all of its glory. And that is at QSportsTalk.com. Because at QSportsTalk.com, you can see the show, the visual representation of the program. Turns it into a a television production, if you will. You're nothing without video these days, man. you got to have the video, right? So here we are. You can see what's happening during breaks, during the show itself. Um, I talk with my hands a lot as my sister constantly reminds me of and she makes like these little memes of me doing this stuff and she's my older sister so that's what she does but I talk with my hands just how I am it's the Italian in me right so you can see uh, fun things like that you can see what's happening during commercial breaks the wild stuff behind me here the my buddy doll Uh, aspiring apple picker behind us here the my buddy doll you can chat throughout the show at qsportstalk.com so you don't have to Call 437-7644. Tweet me at Brent Dax Media. If you do either one of those things, we appreciate that. But in the chat, you can opine as much as you'd like. And it doesn't even have to be what I'm talking about. You guys can like have your own conversations in there. Perhaps about how much I talk with my hands. Whatever it is, QSportsDoc.com is the place to do it today. 
At noon, you got your own Dino Baber show. Just for QSportsTalk.com viewers, if you are a subscriber, you get to ask the coach questions. And subscribing is free with your Amazon Prime account. And just a reminder, we still got uh, 11 days, you know, 10 days here in September. I added a 31st day to September. Uh, if you subscribe this month, you get a, a QSportsTalk.com t-shirt. And the Dino Baber show exclusively here on QSportsTalk.com airs Mondays at noon. So there's something already in the books, advantages, to come on by and be a subscriber to QSportsTalk.com. Football Monday, plenty on uh, Syracuse's win over Albany, the things that have to happen for this team to continue down a path. There are some lanes opening here for Syracuse football. They've got an exceptional quarterback coming in on Friday night in Malik Willis and Liberty. We will certainly discuss that through the week, but some final thoughts on, and remember what Uncle Brent said on Friday. It's not necessarily what you see, it's what you don't see. And I think what we didn't see is why we're here today talking about two quarterbacks still in the mix for Syracuse football, though DeVito, I think, is clearly the starter. Schrader, I think, will still play. But Dino Babers wanting to come out of Saturday's game with a clear, distinct, no doubt about it, give me the rubber stamp, this is our quarterback. He didn't get that. So what now? The penalties and everything that comes out of Saturday and what has to happen going forward. I am saving my biggest rant of the day for the National Football League and their absurd taunting penalties, the rate of taunting penalties, why they exist at all. Who's asking for this? Who went to Park Avenue, banged on Roger Goodell's desk, and said, this must be changed immediately? If anything, you are making the game worse by doing this. And for a great product and one of the most viewed things in the world of sports and, and the National Football League, the model for everything, they continually do stuff wrong like this. And it drives me batty. And I just don't get who wanted this other than the old man on the porch. Okay, but he doesn't get to run things anymore. Hey, darn kids talking trash in the field. How dare they? Back in my day, we didn't talk. We didn't talk at all. We didn't, you weren't allowed to talk. You talked during the game, you got a piece of your tongue cut off. But we're not in those days anymore. Can we please get away from this? And this weekend topped it all. The NFL is the power to say, you know what, forget this. Drop it tomorrow. And they'd be wise to. Sometimes I really believe the NFL does this stuff on purpose. As if the games, the exciting finishes, the usual stuff that comes out of an NFL Sunday isn't enough. Let's... Let's make something else go viral just to make sure we get that cherry on top of the Sunday. I'm not kidding about this, by the way. I, I'm starting, you know, I don't have conspiracy theories about COVID, about ivermectin, about elections. You know where my conspiracy theories lie from? The National Football League. The men in the black coats are going to come take me away. You know, they're going to have their earpieces in. Uh, Mr. X, Mr. X, you're going to have to come with us uh, see Mr. Cadell. I'll go down fighting for you, people. That's what I do. We'll talk some Bills. We'll talk some Jets. We'll talk some NFL. We'll get a 10-question blindside from Tommy Gunn. We'll get a lot lined up on this Monday. So let us jump in here. Uh, the quarterback question was not answered on Saturday. Now, it was in a way. Tommy DeVito is going to start a quarterback, and I think is now going to be the quarterback for Syracuse, but I still think he's somewhat on borrowed time there for a couple of reasons. 
See, what Tommy DeVito is good at is giving you the dopamine rush, right? And here was the play from Saturday's game that really did it. DeVito takes, drop backs, he'll heave it deep. Alford's his guy, hits him, full stride, he's gone. Damian Alford takes it in from 73 in the yard, strike from deep. DeVito can stretch the field that way. He clearly has the better arm. He can connect on a play like that. I think that opens things up for Sean Tucker in the running game, which we will certainly get to here. And I'm going to tease this right now, folks. You're not going to like my take on how Syracuse can and should beat Albany Friday. You're not going to like it, but it's going to be the way they're going to do it. But we'll save that. we got time through the week here. Feels like a rushed week because it's a Friday night game instead of a Saturday game, but we got time. We'll get there. So when Tommy DeVito gives you that dopamine rush, the problem with that is it starts to wane because you're waiting for the next play and the next play and the next play. And oh, by the way, as we noted, Sean Tucker decided to step in and make the quarterback issue a little more complicated. Snap and a handoff. Tucker goes around left tackle. Found a seam. He's got room. Speed to the outside. He might go. Tucker passing the 10 through an ankle tackle. And he is in for a 56-yard explosive touchdown. His second of the game. So I don't think Dino Babers was aptly able to analyze his quarterbacks because Sean Tucker had himself a day. Now listen. I get it's Albany. Before I start getting the comment, that's Albany. If you don't think Sean Tucker is capable of doing that against other teams, I don't know if he's going to have five touchdowns against better teams, and you know, over 250 yards all-purpose and that type of day. That might be his best statistical day he ever has in a Syracuse uniform. But if you don't see the special talent that he is, the combo of speed and power, I thought Dino Babers, and we've got the clips, we'll play him later, made a pretty interesting analogy today. Where he places Sean Tucker, and I thought he was spot on in that analogy. If you don't see that, that kid's a talent, and they should just feed that kid the football until further noticed. You're not paying attention. I don't know what else to tell you. This is not, it's an Albany thing. It's a Sean Tucker thing. So Schrader gets a lot of time in that game. DeVito finishes 6 of 9 for 147 yards, 73 of it on that one touchdown to Damian Alford, which we'll get to here. Not just the name, the player, but what came out of that game that I think should and can continue for the Syracuse offense going forward. And look, Schrader looked okay. Schrader under center, QB sneak, and he'll lunge his way into the end zone for his first orange touchdown. Brian Higgins on all the calls here, and a terrific job by Brian filling in for Matt Park on Saturday. Shout out to him. Tell me the moment where Gary Schrader came on the football field and made a play that made you say, that's it. He's the guy. Tell me the play. Tell me the moment. And it doesn't even have to be just from Saturday's game. In the first three games, when he had time, he certainly had the most playing time Saturday, playing the entire second half until Jacoby and Morgan relieved him late in the game. Give me the moment. Give me the play where you're like, that's it. How has this guy not been the quarterback? It wasn't there. So what we have here today is the same exact thing we had when that game kicked off at 12 noon. Now, what will change, and Dino did not get into specifics today, 
Which, listen, he has every right to feel this way. This is how football coaches talk. This is how football coaches frame these things. Here's what he said. It's fair enough that I need to go back and look at the tape. It's not something that you want to do on emotion. You want to take the emotion completely out of it, even though it's a very emotional decision. Okay, that's Saturday after the game. It's emotional. Let's not get crazy into anything here. He got back into it today. We still want to get the last the parts of this week, and there's there's other parts of the evaluation that goes into it as well, based off of who's playing and who's not playing. There's a lot of things going on right now. Whoever your choice is, I don't agree with this in the sense that Liberty knows they're going to prepare for both quarterbacks. There's plenty of film on both quarterbacks. You give no tactical advantage to yourself by keeping it to yourself who the quarterback is. Now, the team knows, and... Do we have the clip here? I'll, I'll find it. Dino said about quarterbacks, like, we'll know first, the team will know. He listed off a few things, and he basically looked at the media. He's like, you're the last that's going to know this, hopefully, right? Which is fair. That's what you do. But what advantage are you gaining here? We're four weeks in. We've seen both of them. There's no advantage to each quarterback itself. Tommy DeVito didn't lose the job, but Garrett Schrader didn't necessarily win the job. So there was kind of a starter-reliever analogy made there, which, by the way, if that's what it is, that's what it is. I think it is still to Syracuse's tactical advantage to use two quarterbacks when it benefits you because there's clearly advantages that DeVito has and there's clearly advantages that Schrader has. I think Schrader is a terrific, not even a red zone, from the 30-yard line in. He's hard to tackle. He extends plays. He'll take some chances. He's great in the short range. His deep ball leaves a lot to be desired. But it's what I talked about with DeVito a moment ago. He gives you that dopamine rush, and you're just waiting for the next play to get it back up, right? And sometimes you're waiting so long that when you need your fix, it comes just when you're ready to be like, I'm done with this guy, right? So neither quarterback won the job Saturday, and Albany complicates that. And we talked about that going in. I understood the timing of it. I understood the sense of, look, we, you know what, or get off the pot here. we got to make a decision. The team needs to know who their quarterback is. You can't keep splitting reps in practice. And the technicalities of this made sense. The timing of it in terms of the opponent did not, because what exactly are you going to learn against Albany that Rutgers or Ohio did not teach you. But that would be difficult. Sean Tucker, the same thing. Here's Dino a little bit more and still evaluating the quarterbacks, at least what he's telling us. Really excited about being 2-1. and one. I thought that the uh, there was parts of the game that were extremely clean and then obviously you know, some things that were not so clean with the penalties and, and, and whatnot. But I do believe the, the young men played extremely uh, hard. And it was a very physical game. It was a very physical game. You know, we've got some guys in the training room that are banged up, and we got to get them back healthy, and that's going to be really important uh, for our success this week. Uh, when it comes to the situation of the quarterbacks, we're still in the evaluation going on with them. Um, I'm not going to be announcing anything right here because it will be a tactical advantage for our opponent. But in the order of they will know first, the team will know second, and the media will know third. Will know third. Hopefully it's that order. There you go. As referenced a moment ago there, I disagree. It is not a tactical advantage at this point. Liberty knows you got two quarterbacks. Even if you 
proclaimed in big, bold, neon letters that Tommy DeVito's your starter, they're still going to prep for Schrader. They're still going to replicate him in practice. They're still going to be mindful of the fact that he could be on the field Friday. So I don't know. That's how coaches think. And the team knows who their quarterback is. They've known all along who their quarterback is. So we're kind of stuck in this quarterback purgatory here. Tommy is the starter by default, by knowing the offense, by giving you that dopamine rush of those big throws once in a while. But why Garrett Schrader can't wander off far showed on Saturday. DeVito took a hit, got the wind knocked out of him. Thankfully, it was just that, but here we go again. Like, I've seen this movie before. Could Schrader get better with time and reps and more opportunities with the first-team offense? Remember, Taj Harris was out of that game, which forced Syracuse to do something, frankly, it needed to do, and that is to see other people on the football field. Because both DeVito and Schrader tend to lock in on Taj Harris, and I understand why, and so should you. He's really good. But you're missing other opportunities there. Yep, um, Luke Benson went down. Uncle Brent's heart split a little bit there because, by golly, they were throwing to the tight end early. And then the kid limps off the field and uh, didn't get an update on him in terms of when he'll return, severity of the injury. But uh, there's a big drop-off there between Luke Benson and the rest of the Tight ends. So that's football for you. Just when you're starting to get your tight end in rhythm, move the offense, I think he would have been a huge weapon and a necessary weapon in how Syracuse is going to be Liberty on Friday night. And he's hurt. So that stinks. But that's football. That can happen, right? But it forced the quarterbacks, the coach, the coordinator to say, who else we got here? Which allowed Damian Alford, and yes, playing Albany allowed Damian Alford to streak 73 yards down the field and catch a touchdown, and for Aronde Gatson to get some targets. For overall, nine players to catch a football from whatever quarterback was out there. Now, that's going to be hard to replicate going forward, but it's something they need to continue to do. But really, and we'll get into this on the other side, what they need to do is feed Sean Tucker. Okay, get out the spoon like Ezekiel Elliott does, and just keep feeding that kid until further notice. To me, it almost doesn't matter who won the quarterback battle because nobody did. The biggest thing that's coming out of this is you need to give Sean Tucker the football as much as humanly possible. And I don't want to hear that that's a tactical advantage, right? That's one of those things like, okay, yeah, try and stop him. And when somebody does manage to, then you can go to some of these other parts of your offense. But... If anything, Syracuse just really needs to go old school and just run the ball until someone proves that they can get in Sean Tucker's way and stop that. Now, the penalties are a major problem. This is a five-alarm fire that needs to be put out. I asked Dino about that today, keeping it really kind of close to the chest. close to the Is it close to the chest or close to the vest, by the way? I've, I've heard different ways to say that expression. So I'll, we'll play back what Dino said for the question I asked today about penalties. And I can't figure it out either, but they need to. Because the last thing that Syracuse can have hanging over its head, playing a Liberty 
on Friday night who is just outside the top 25. You're going to hear the name Malik Willis more than you care to this week. But they've got other players, and that's a talented team that came in here and whipped Syracuse's butt last year. So they've got motivation. They've got primetime, Friday night lights, the whole thing. Syracuse has a lot going its way in this game. But what it does not is when you shoot yourself in the foot as much as they do. I mean, I can't even comprehend saying 16 penalties in a single football game. And this was not a case of, oh, well, all the backups were in and they all the young guys and they pop. No. The majority of the penalties were names you know, were starters, not just young players, experienced players, a nice smorgasbord here. There is a big, big problem on this football team, and it needs to be fixed immediately if they're going to give themselves a chance to look over the horizon here. You got Liberty, which is a winnable game to me. Not going to be easy, but a winnable game. The ACC is a disaster right now. Florida State lost again. It's your first ACC game. Clemson can't score. Their offense is in shambles. They are vulnerable. There is blood in the water. That is in the Carrier Dome. With that defense, you may think I'm crazy to suggest it, but again, if you think I'm crazy for suggesting that, you're not watching. Clemson stinks right now. For Clemson's level, they're not a top 10 football team. The fact that AP voters kept them in the top 10, I don't know what to say about that. The ACC is wide open, and I don't know if that's going to be good news or bad news for Syracuse, but I'm leaning more good news. So they've got a chance here to really do something, but if they keep shooting themselves in the foot at the rate they're going, they're not going to have any toes left. So we will discuss that next. And Sean Tucker and his amazing game and the player he is. More on Syracuse football. We'll listen to a lot more of what Dino Baber said today at his weekly press conference. Five things Syracuse football has to do going forward. Still got a lot in the bag here for you, friends. We'll keep the conversation flowing after we get air. Update on the market, and our friend Lee Baldwin is here to deliver that news. Now, Lee, I, I, I lost track after about 1 o'clock this afternoon, so I'm glad you're here to tell us how things ended up. But when, <laughs> when I looked at 1 o'clock, I looked away quickly because things were looking pretty ugly. Did we recover today? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you can spell today's action J-E-T-S, Jets, <laughs> but, um, but from the time you looked, though, we were down almost 1,000 points, Brent, but oh. we did finish... Only down, only down 614 okay. points, but it's right. almost like a win, right? It's like saying so. Zach Wilson threw four interceptions, <laughs> but he didn't throw five. <laughs> so there you go. Uh. But I, I do have a diamond for you, AstraZeneca. Uh, good news on a lung cancer treatment that's in phase three trials for them. And the dog, you could pick a lot of different names, but Caterpillar was down almost well, 4.4% uh, as the Chinese construction market's weighing on all stocks right now. So there you have it. As you know better than anybody. Moral they... victory. Moral victory yes, today. That, and tomorrow is another day. Tomorrow is <laughs> exactly. Day. Thank you, sir. Nine thirty. Yep. There you go, baby. Nine thirty. Line them up. <laughs> Thank you, sir. That's Lee Baldwin, folks, telling us how it is on the market, finding the diamonds, even on a rough day like today, and pointing out the dogs to avoid. That's what they do at Lee Baldwin and Company. See them at Kaz and Utica. LeeBaldwin.com for all the latest. All right.
break on that note. Keep talking Syracuse football. It's here from you at 437-7644 on the live chat at QSportsTalk.com as well. Stay right there. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Proving it all night, every night, baby. That's what we do. You know what Del Lago does? Entertainment. And it's back at the Vine Showroom at Del Lago Resort and Casino. New acts being announced every week. And there's something for everyone. Mega stars like Blake Shelton. Isn't he on that show where they spin the chairs around and they make people sing for him and stuff like that? Right, that's Blake Shelton. Michael Carbonaro, The Voice. Thank you. Yes, that's that show. Stone Tunnel. Can you tell I don't watch it? Stone Temple Pilots, Dashboard Confessional, no matter. Ooh, Dashboard Confessional. Sneaky uh, 90s band there. Might have to go see that. Your show's waiting for you at The Vine. The full lineup of tickets on sale now at DelagoResort.com. Monday Night Football tonight. Want to make a little wager on the Lions and the Packers. Uh, Longtime listener Dave says, bang the over. On Green Bay in Detroit tonight, so uh, you want to do that? Our friends at Del Lago can certainly uh, help you with that. Okay, so uh, shout out to Tommy Gunn searching the archives here, and we have found him. Number one. All right, because anytime we break out a top five list, and the top five list used to be a regular feature on the show, and then we just kind of got away from it, doing some other things. The voice guy was upset, but he has, he has made an exception and he is going, I mean, Stephen A offered to to do it, but, I mean, you just never know with Stephen A. like Respect your elders. Right, so you ask him to do numbers, and he's just saying random things. So we'll, we'll stick with the voice guy. Right, voice guy? Because you do numbers. Number five. There you go. He knows what's up. So three games. We're only at the quarter pole. A lot to come here, but there are five trends that I see with this football team. I wrote a column about this today, so I would appreciate it if you would. I'll read that as well, but uh, for the sake of the peeps here on the radio, here are those five things. And, you know, it's not a countdown from five to one. I'm just going to go from one through the list. It's not necessarily one is more important than the other, but I think these five things really have to have to continue, or in some cases not continue for Syracuse football. All right, Mr. Voiceman, welcome back. Number one. Uh, it's Tucker time, man. Or as the, the great uh, Hootie and the Blowfish song once saying, it's, it's time to go to Tucker Town. Feed this guy the football. We talked about how he wants the 44. Forget that. Just look at the combination of speed, skill, can get to the outside, go up the inside, hit the hole, feed him the pill until the defense forces you to go another way. That sounds obvious, right? And I know it was Albany on Saturday. The Rutgers Rutgers game, he did not get enough carries. This is a number one back. This is somebody who is emerging as one of the best running backs in the ACC. Feed them the darn football. Now, it's not to say the run can't set up, the, the pass can't set up the run, pardon me, and you don't want to just overwhelm him and have you know, he doesn't need 30 carries a game. One of the great things about Tucker is how efficient he is and how he can break away these things, and you have other running backs you can use in other situations, but he needs to be the feature of the Syracuse offense going forward. Number two. Number two is this. Spread the wealth. They were forced into this on Saturday. Unexpected. Those weird things that pop up a little too often than not with Syracuse in recent years. 
Didn't think Taj Harris would be out, but there's Taj Harris in street clothes. Now he tweeted, later deleted the tweet, but to, uh, tweeted shortly before kickoff that he'll be back this week. All indications are Taj Harris will be back on the field this week. Uh, Dino talked about it after the game, what his absence meant to the offense in the game itself. The ball got to go around to a lot more other guys, and I thought a lot more other guys were involved, which was good to see. Exactly. 100%. Schrader, DeVito, Babers, Gilbert, whoever you want to put it on that list, was forced to look around. And Damian Alford gets a 73-yard touchdown. And nine different players catch a football. Luke Benson was starting to get the football before he got hurt, right? This is a delicate balance. Taj Harris is a number one receiver. He's a good receiver. You want the ball in his hands, but you can't just lock in and force it to him, right? Josh Allen falls into this trap with the Bills and Stephon Diggs, but eight out of ten times, Stephon Diggs is going to prove why you go to him so much. Like when he gets open on a fluky play in the first quarter of that game and Josh Allen breaks every rule in the, in the sport by throwing across his body over the middle of the field on the run, but because Diggs gets open like that. Taj is 50-50. He'll get open, he'll tease you a little bit, but he'll make a drop here or there, or maybe DeVito's late getting him the football. He's not at that 80% clip that Stephon Diggs is, right? And I don't want to compare the two, obviously. I'm just saying... Look around. You've got other receivers. Diversity. That's what that offense is supposed to be. And when you do throw the ball, if Sean Tucker doesn't have it, if a defense is keying on him, right? Spread the wealth. Number three. Play both quarterbacks. Might not be a popular opinion with the head coach. Might not be a popular opinion with you. I'm not saying play both quarterbacks like you did Saturday in the sense of both get the tryout to be the lead in the school play. Right, I'm not saying DeVito gets the first half, Schrader gets the second half. We've moved past that. What I am saying is don't X out the option that Schrader can come in in the red zone, that a certain situation calls for Schrader over DeVito. DeVito's the quarterback. DeVito's got the locker room. DeVito gives you the dopamine rush of the deep pass. He knows the offense, all those things that check in his box. Right, But neither quarterback has grabbed that job by the throat and said, it's mine. That hasn't happened. It didn't happen by Dino's self-imposed deadline for Saturday's game. So what you have to do now, just keep the door open. Don't go far, Schrader. You may not be getting splitting reps and doing what we did the first couple of games here, but I'm going to need you at some point. The starter reliever thing. Sometimes you need to call the relief pitcher out of the bullpen and do something that your starter can't do. So when I say both play both QBs, I don't mean play it cute. We're not going to give a tactical advantage to our opponent. We don't know who the starter is. Whistle past the graveyard. Tommy DeVito's the starting quarterback. But Garrett Schrader should still get on the football field. Number four. When it makes sense, keep the option open. Number four is obvious but needs to be stated. you got to clean up the penalties, okay? This is a team that committed 28 penalties for 258 yards so far this year. That's an average of 86 penalty yards per game. 16 penalties for 164 yards against Albany. I brought up the stats earlier about how Syracuse has been one of the leading teams in the country in terms of penalties in the prior two seasons to this. Find what is fixable now and address that and address it 
quickly and work on the other stuff that maybe you can't fix right now. Grab a box of Band-Aids and put the Band-Aids where they apply. Okay, the bigger injuries that go beyond that, work on them as best you can. But by golly, this team cannot continue the penalties at the rate they are committing them, especially on special teams. Number five. And I would say just dominate on defense. This is a team that is going to win more games based on the play of its defense than anything. They are proving that. Now, that comes just a minute after I showered Sean Tucker with the praise that we did and diversifying the offense and doing all those things that they'll have to do. But you know what? Through three games, how are you feeling about this offense? Exactly. Now, through three games, how are you feeling about this defense? Exactly. They're going to have a major challenge on Friday with Malik Willis. And it's not just Willis, by the way. Liberty can run the football. You saw that last year. And they've got a really good running back to compliment Willis. There's so much focus on Malik Willis that this running back takes advantage of that. How Syracuse is going to beat Liberty is be boring. Run the football and defense. This is a good defense. I dare to say it's a great defense. The turnovers are starting to come. The tackles for loss are there. They're num- now, again, it's three games, and I understand who the opponents are, but Ohio Rutgers, Albany... And you're top five in the country in yards allowed. That's what they base total defense on. When you see the total defensive stat, that's based on yards given up. That's not always an indicator of how good of a defense you are, but Syracuse takes it beyond that with tackles for loss and takeaways. Watch the defense. They're good. Jones is one of the best linebackers, I'm going to say it, in the country. He's there. And if you don't think he's there, he's going to get there. He's certainly one of the best linebackers in the ACC. Stephon Thompson second on the team in tackles. We know how good the secondary is. Garrett Williams was was limited, and he'll be good to go Friday, and they're going to need him. As I said, they're going to need three turnovers to beat Liberty on Friday. Wherever you look on this defense, there's talent. Josh Black, McKinley Williams, Kingsley Jonathan a little banged up, but he was on special teams and appears to be coming back. How about Cody Roscoe dropping four sacks on the season so far? It's a Good, I dare to say, could be great defense. They just got to keep that up. They're going to have bad days, and they could have one Friday. And if they start to wilt and they start giving up big plays, I think what this offense has proven is they can't keep up. They can go out and prove me wrong. But tell me you think this is an offense that can keep pace with Malik Willis, who could be the number one pick in the freaking draft. Tell me you think this is an offense that can solve its problems, no matter who the quarterback is, and just go out there gripping and ripping and be the Syracuse offense we were promised. They are not there. There are pockets. There are individuals on the offense that can excite. As a whole, they are not there. He can prove me wrong. Tommy DeVito is not going to outgun Malik Willis on Friday. What can happen, though, is Tommy DeVito's defense can limit the damage and give him opportunities to take advantage of what they do. He is not going to beat that quarterback, that team. And I dare to say that coach. Say what you want about Hugh Freeze. The guy's clever. In a shootout. Not going to happen. And 
because I just said it, I spoke it into existence, and that's exactly what kind of game it's going to be. But I feel pretty confident in saying it's this defense that's going to carry the load. It's this defense that's going to play a Clemson team in a few weeks that cannot score. They are horrid on offense right now, and that is weird to say, but doesn't mean it's not true. That offensive line's a mess. DJ Uwe Ungale has to carry the load on his shoulders. He doesn't have a reliable running back. You know, Deshaun Watson had a reliable running back to go with him. Trevor Lawrence had Travis Etienne. Who am I thinking of was the running back before Etienne that Deshaun Watson had? It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it right now. But there's always been that one-two punch. Clemson is vulnerable, folks. But you know what Clemson has? A great defense. Great So it's going to be an ugly, and I know I'm skipping ahead here, but see, this is what I'm telling you. This is how you're going to beat Liberty. This is how you're going to beat Florida State. If you're going to beat Florida State, who's now 0-3? This is how you're going to stay in the Clemson game. This is how you're going to beat Wake Forest. Name me a team. Now, they could prove me wrong in one or two of these games. The offense lights it up. But the way you're going to beat most of those teams and stay in this thing and be in the conversation for six wins is with your defense. And on that note, we shall break. We will return. And what awaits us, we do not know. Thank you, voice guy. We missed you. Number five. Exactly. The blind side is next. And uh, we don't have you saying this, voice guy. We have five plus five. We'll double it up on Mondays and we go ten questions. Stay right there. 